Hallmark Hall Welcome of Shame. Welcome back to Hallmark Hall of Shame. We're here and we're shamed. I'm here with my friend Elena. And I'm here with my friend Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's here. Hi. Only, only through one of the other participants. I appreciate that. Uh, Elena will not claim me as a friend on on the record. Keep it professional. <laughs> Just <trying to laughs> right. Uh, on welcome, the record's hard for welcome, me. Welcome, Jay. It's a lot of commitment. JK, I love you. Thanks. JK, I love you. I thought you were and saying welcome, Jay. Jay. Welcome, Jay. Thank you. It's an uh, honor to be here. Welcome to the Hall of Shame. And welcome to your very first Hallmark movie viewing ever. Of all time. Yeah. How do now, you feel? Uh... Like I said, it was an honor for the invite. I don't know that you knew that I'd never seen one before, uh, but it really sets a bar. If you're going to have other people sitting on the podcast, they all have to be Hallmark movie virgins, and that'll be a real Oh, trip. absolutely not. Oh. Yeah. I think I like it. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, this could just be your thing. Okay. Yeah, it'd probably make it easier on you. <laughs> um, Jay, did you open your heart to this movie? <laughs> I don't know, maybe a little. Let's, let's start there with that question. So, <laughs> um, so we just watched Miss mm-hmm. Christmas. Now, we read you the description. In fact, we will. I will read you the official description. <laughs> just so you know. Of this movie. <laughs> Incorrect. Tasked with finding the perfect Christmas tree for the Washington, D.C. holiday tree lighting ceremony, asterisk, a woman travels to a quaint New England town, asterisk, after receiving a heartwarming letter from a little boy. Two truths and a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, two lies and a truth. Two lies and Two lies and a truth. And do you recall what I said after you read that before we watched it? No. It was... You better not F this up, Hallmark. <laughs> Guess what, y'all? The did. Well, they that's that's not an accurate description of the movie. Yeah. So what, uh, what did they get wrong, Janet? Well, uh, the tr- the tree they're on the hunt for is for a Christmas tree lighting ceremony in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they go to a quaint Wisconsin town <laughs> to get it. <laughs> but in their defense. It was all filmed on the West Coast. <laughs> sure, sure. There was a letter from a little boy. There was a letter from there a little boy. There was a tree. The most yeah. important tree mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, who knew that the made-up Radcliffe Center in Chicago is what the world looks to for their holiday spirit. Yeah, everybody loves it. Everybody remembers it. Every, every, it's the center of the universe. Yeah. And I think Jay recognized it as Chicago first. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank okay, you. I'll, it's like credit for that. Yeah. I was Once he said you said Ferris, well, I was like, wait, that looks like Chicago. And I was like, is that here? And yes, it, is, it was here. <laughs> I was real excited about a Ferris wheel showing up. I love them. Um, Accurate. And then they showed a Christmas tree being lit, which was definitely not in Chicago. No. No recognizable Chicago buildings. So are the main character... Holly, or as we like to call her, Miss Christmas. Here's a question. Okay. What percentage of female characters in Hallmark movies around Christmas are named Holly? A lot. 
The, okay, so it's not a percentage. <laughs> I don't have the math in hand. Yeah, but like, just, just to guesstimate it that. It happens. <laughs> there... <laughs> Okay, runner-up, Noel. There's a movie mm, where... Carol. Christina. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a movie in where, like, um, Holly is the daughter of the actual Santa Claus. Starring Jenny McCarthy? No, starring um, Laura Jean Bundy. Um, and the man she marries will have to become Santa Claus. oh yeah why so she takes him home to the north pole and they put him through a series of tests to see if he'll be a good santa claus but i mean (laughs) that's neither here nor there (laughs) that's a different another another holly i think it also might be lifetime sorry i think that that i think my jenny mccarthy one was abc or lifetime as well so this holly Mm -hmm. Uh, works for the Radcliffe Center. Her full-time job year-round is to find a single Christmas tree. Oh, let's talk about that. What <laughs> is her job? Jay, what do you think she does Are we sh- 11 months out of the year? Well, <laughs> there's two options. Well, two and a half options. Okay, like, I'm break not it sh- down. Break it down, Jay. I'm not sure that it's just one Christmas tree. Like, they spend a lot of time on this Christmas tree. Oh. Do we know that she's not... You know, before this, she didn't like. They showed them lighting a tree. Is that tree from last year, or is that yeah. tree from last year? That she wasn't was, another city. Because no, she to was watching you, the video from last year. The assistant was like watching last year's tree lighting again. She's like, you know, it makes me happy. See, I could imagine if she's like, okay, DC lights their tree a week before Chicago, so I gotta go do that, and then yeah. I gotta go do the Chicago. And I was on that no. same train as well because of the description right. that was wrong. Which is what yeah. either the AI or Which the the person astray. abroad who was hired to write that description thought. Yeah. yeah. I think they retconned it in their head, which I, I'm like, yep, I'll do that. Probably. <laughs> they were like, sounds right. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> The other option Let's I imagine, I'm like, wait, may- maybe during the summer it's not trees. I don't know what it is. What's the big thing that a, a, a ceremonial tree oh, finding person Jay, could do that's not trees? You are so optimistic and I love that about you. But this woman has said several times that her job is finding I mean, a tree. Right, that's And that true. she has worked all year long. You are trying to talk her out of it, but don't. <laughs> She made that bed. Yeah. It's, it's this un- is her only job. Wow. We should also point out that she has an assistant. Why? <laughs> and she talks about how busy she is. Like, she has no time to date mm-hmm. because of, she works all the oh time. Oh, my gosh. That was my favorite quote of the movie. She doesn't want to, like, get into a relationship until, until her career is where she wants it to be, which mm-hmm. is just like, how high can you climb on the Christmas tree ladder? <laughs> Like, I think she's at the top. She's a oh, yeah. full-time She is the star. Christmas tree she's so purchaser. high up that ladder. When you work as much as I do, you don't have time to date, quote, unquote. Right. Yeah. To be fair, I, I think if you ask a random person mm-hmm. where the most important famous Christmas tree is lit, okay. to be fair, I love Chicago. I've lived here a long sure. time. Most of them would not say Chicago. No. I no think there's would. room for Holly to climb and career. <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. Oh, she, but in the in the realm like, of this movie, there wasn't. The oh, I see. They're ignoring. Yeah. yeah, they're ignoring the times. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the New York one, the in, the DC one. In the world that this movie there created, is no it was just the Radcliffe Center. Yeah, right? 
And everybody she talks to is like, oh, I love that tree. That's the tree. Here's the question I have for the group. Have you ever attended a tree lighting ceremony, and how did you feel about it? Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. Jay? Good to go ahead. I'm giving you that opportunity. (laughs) I think the answer is no. I think I've never been to one in person. Uh Other than, you know, in the house. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't count. (laughs) Just... At the like, end of a task. Was it, was it a lighting? <laughs> well, you know, you with your folks, you put the tree up, you put the lights on, yeah. and like we plug the lights in. Oh, it's yeah, not yeah, it's not yeah, a yeah. ceremony. Um good point. Yeah. Okay. I will say that I have watched some on TV or like on yeah. YouTube's where they have the TNT dynamite lighter, which I find very awkward. I don't think I've ever actually seen them use that except for here. Like, mm-hmm. You're right. The plunger, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I love that on the podcast you might be able to see the hand motion. You just hear the sound effect I chose for a TNT thing. Don't know what you mean. Um, but another memory I have of a giant town square Christmas tree actually happened in Albuquerque, New Mexico when I was in high school because I saw them building it. And it was the first time I realized that a lot of town square trees are not one big tree. They okay. use smaller trees and put them together. They're Franken trees. Yeah, to make a tree. Oh. Makes sense. So like the bottom one is a Christmas tree going totally parallel to this like pole they have. And they have smaller trees going up to the top. Whoa. Yeah. What a feat of engineering. It blew my mind. And the <laughs> whole time. About that. Yeah, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, how does she not know she can just make this tree. Yeah. That's why the Radcliffe Center is special, Lena. They do real they, tree. They get oh a pure tree. Right. No one knows. <laughs> Albuquerque doesn't know. Albuquerque, if you're listening, your tree's a fake. It's a million tiny tree. How can, you, tree. how can you do that to Albuquerque? <laughs> because it doesn't take away the magic. I don't know. Maybe it does. I, here's the deal. I'm fine with it. Also... <laughs> I grew up in Oregon, which is known for cutting down trees. Mm. <laughs> That's like our thing. <laughs> yeah. I grew up with a fake Christmas tree. In the town or at home? At home. Okay. Oh my. Yeah. We're a real tree all the way. Uh, yeah, like a logging, a logging town. Willamette Industries is located in my hometown. Logging is our thing. We grew up with plastic, and I loved it. I loved building it with my family. <laughs> Everything about it was like, this is the perfect tree. (laughs) Honestly, every year for the last however many, I don't even get a tree. I decorate a ladder. Okay. That seems very Dutch. I have a Christmas ladder because it's the right shape. It's like an old timey ladder. Uh And it, I love that I don't have to like dispose of it after. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) I get a real tree, and I'm going to tell you that disposing of it is easy. <laughs> it seems terrible. As a third floor dweller, which you also are. I, which I also am. And also... I, you just I throw it out the window? I get... Oh, I get like the two-foot tree. Oh, a small tree. Okay, and I put it on the windowsill. It be easier than my ladder. Okay. <laughs> That's true. And, and Jay uh, and I actually spent Christmas together last year. Yeah. Which, cool. contrary to Hallmark standards, we didn't fall in love. No. Oh. I'm still confused about it. <laughs> Um, but Jay, <laughs> how'd you like my ladder? You know, it was festive. It works. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, I can appreciate all of the good qualities you're, you're addressing about the At ladder At least he fell in love with the ladder. 
When I That's went Christmas funny. shopping last year, um, I had the full attention of the salesman because it was like a Tuesday afternoon. For mm-hmm. some reason, I had like the day off. And I was looking at different trees, and I couldn't decide. And he he was like a, I don't know, maybe 40-year-old Hispanic man who was like very hands-on. Not hands-on. He was just very attentive. Oh. And so I was deciding. creepy for a second. I, I know. I it took it back. Professional. Um, <laughs> He, uh, I was deciding between two trees, and he was like, which one do you like? Sorry for my offensive accent. Oh, yep. Nope. (laughs) This is what he sounded like. And then he was just like, I was deciding between two trees, and he goes, this one's like me, short and fat. (laughs) (laughs) This one's like you. Nice. (laughs) Okay. I love everything, and I, and was I like, would have bought both trees. I'll take it. And then... Uh, Wait, you so, bought the one like you? No, I bought the short and fat one. <laughs> I mean, it's a... How do you... <laughs> also, the other one didn't look like me. Like, so I got the short and fat one, and then as I was leaving, because you, like, you go inside to pay, and you come back out and get it. Okay. And then he was like, do you want a present? Oh, no. And I was like... Yes. <laughs> I love that's bold. And uh, and he handed me a small piece of wood. Sorry. How do I say it? So Jay, if you look behind you on that table, <laughs> to the little piece of wood. It's oh, petrified wood. Oh, it's, it's just a slice from a tree trunk. The coaster-sized piece of yeah. tree. And he was like, "Smell it." Now Jay's smelling. And then he gave it to it's me. A little piney. Yeah. And I mean, I still have it. But so. have you kept it out year round? Yeah. This is so beautiful. And it's funny because then people are like, "Oh, is this a coaster?" And I'm like, "I don't know what it is. It was a gift." Okay, but here's a question: <laughs> How many gifts have you gotten rid of in your life? So many. I condoed my apartment. Recently. Yeah, Marie condoed it, and you kept this tree slice. It's such a great. It story. brings you joy. Yeah. I love it. I hope he's there again when I buy a tree this year. Oh, I hope that too. I'll let you know. Can Jay and I come? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you whistled. (laughs) I mean, I guess. Okay. Elena, I get the feeling it's going to sort of harsh the mood if if, if I'm there. Harsh the mood. Yeah. Oh, I miss the 90s. And then if he's like... Let me find a tree that fits all of our body types. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going. <laughs> Don't tell me, you son of a bitch. Uh, Jay, do you get a tree? This no. Like I'm too lazy. Do you own a ladder? No. Okay. I'm too lazy. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So, we watched Miss Christmas. Yeah. Back to the movie. Sorry. Elena, would you like to introduce the horrible... Moral dilemma at the center of the movie. I'm still kind of angry about it. Elena's really mad. So the tree, so Holly, Miss Christmas, has picked out a tree and then gets word last minute that it has been destroyed by a crane. Okay, I already want to talk. All right. I'm already angry. I need to vent. All right, so she gets a picture. The, the whole thing at the beginning is like, why didn't I go to this Christmas tree cutting down? It's the one that I haven't gone to. And her assistant is like, because you need to have a life. And this is going back to the what have you done for 12 months. Sure. Like, the one thing you should do is show up for that Christmas tree 
No. Christmas tree cutting down. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah. That's, it's like literally one of the three big events you, you have You literally had one job. For 12 months. <laughs> 12 and months. you had an assistant for it. Right. So she was not there. And we all know that the assistant was probably doing a lot of it. <laughs> Whatever it is. If you had an assistant. <laughs> but also, in this movie, apparently not. This assistant has done nothing. Just overplucking her eyebrows. Oh. And watching her dog when she goes out of town. So, uh, she's treeless. And so, she decides to go through the open submissions that they've got and finds a letter from a small boy with a photo of a tree on his farm in Wisconsin. And guess what? It's the perfect tree. And I want to say something again. Okay. That whole tub of submissions... Obviously, she hasn't gone through. Yeah. Because she had to be like, oh, they had a cactus. They had a palm tree in here. What have you done for a year of your life? For nine to five, Also, what? every single letter in that tub of open unopened letters was written by a child. And none of them had a Christmas tree. They were all in, like, brightly colored envelopes. Anyway, so... <laughs> She, Should I feel bad about the color because, of envelopes I'm sending? Which is like they were all from children. Why were they you all know, from children? I know why. Because adults email. Why mm. didn't she check her email box? Interesting. Maybe You're she welcome. already did that. But I no, wanted, Jay, you optimist. No. <laughs> I want to talk this is about a terrible job. the pep talk that she gives to herself in the middle of this crisis. Okay. Because, well, first of all, this movie, anytime they're in the business environment, they have that, like, gratuitous walking a la the West Wing, Mm -hmm. where two characters just, like, rush over here, pivot, and then rush in the other direction without having done anything. Anyway, uh, but she runs into her boss, who's like, you know what? You need to find a tree in the next ten days, or corporate it's gonna be furious and what she does is like close her eyes and and give herself a pep talk which should have been silent she was like she's like okay focus you're miss christmas this is in front of her boss yeah that's humiliating but before she does the pep talk she says to her boss rachel not helpful no, I think that was to her assistant. No, no, no. She said it to her boss. Oh, yeah. Her boss is like, you've got 10 days. And she goes, that's really helpful. She says it sarcastically. Yeah. That's really helpful. In their defense, to the boss. before that, oh, they you're also... All, you're going to be defending a lot. Oh, y'all, I'm sorry. But they also, <laughs> they also established that she gets coffee for her assistant. There's an Ouroboros of... of it's not... It is not uh, an org chart. In the Radcliffe organization, right. it's a swamp. Yeah, we call that an inappropriate work wow. relationship. Right. So if I'm getting coffee for my assistant, then I'm also going to yell at my boss because nobody knows who's going where. Yeah. Wow. Okay, but maybe this is where it all broke down. Her and the assistant unclear boundaries were in high school BFFs. Oh, like, did they establish high school? No, oh. but it's what it felt like. Okay. Because her, like, as her ponytail is swinging back and forth, oh, talking about the tree. Uh huh. They're just like, we get coffee. We don't do anything all year. And then when they hit the boss, the boss is suddenly wearing a skirt suit and is definitely more professional than the other two. Yeah. You can tell that they don't have the same relationship. 
based on their clothes. You're more observant sure. than me. I didn't. I, at like, first, I didn't even know she was her boss. It's never clear what the Radcliffe Center is, but it seems like it's just such an enormous corporation that they're like, we can just hire two people to run the Christmas tree department year round and plan the ceremony, even though most of it is delegated. Um, they give us the history of the Radcliffe tree. Right. Oh. Later. Later. And oh, that, yeah. And oh, that, my gosh. During the... Okay. I we wanna, haven't done the central conflict yet. I want to talk about the slideshow, though, because it made me crazy. Because Should we tell them the central conflict? Okay, but make sure we come back we to We will come straight back. Okay. Sorry. Don't apologize to me. The central conflict is they don't have this tree, so they go to the letters. They find a tree from this little boy in the pictures that's in Wisconsin. She goes to Wisconsin to get this giant, what, 70-foot tree? Oh, taller than that. Super tall. Yeah. yeah. It's like... 70 feet sounds tall to me, so what is it? It's the high Seven, dive. Seven, it, it looks it's like two, 15 stories. It's two high dives. <laughs> so they go to get this tree. Um, she's like, I want this tree donated. And they're like, oh, sorry, it's our grandmother's tree. Like, her name is carved into it. And... She passed away last year. Mm-hmm. At Christmas. At Christmas. She, like, meets the child, so it's his grandmother, but she also meets the father, his mother. Spoiler alert, he's hot. <laughs> and in fact, he is from Buffy. He's Riley from Buffy. So, Arguably the worst season of Buffy. Well, <laughs> welcome to Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> um... So the whole central conflict is her trying to convince a family to cut down the, the tree the most, of the woman, like the matriarch of the family the who has passed away. The epitome of their family bond. I hated that they were trying to do that the entire movie. And if they had done it, I would have been livid. It's sort of like an inverse Lorax story. Oh. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not about preserve the tree. The sort of hero of this story is trying to get them to kill the tree. Yeah. Yeah. It immediately became very thorny. And it's just like, I, at one point I was just like, I don't know how this is going to end. Like, what's what's the win-win? Because no... It's what are they wanting us to root for? They were not right. clear on that. Because... Uh, Sam, the the little boy's dad, was like, yeah, this my parents' initials are carved in this tree. Like, they love this tree. My mom just died. I really don't want you to take it. And so, to their credit, like, Holly was like, oh, well, then I won't take it. But she still did want them to decide to give it to her. But she was <laughs> fine with them saying no. She also gave them a pitch, like, eight different times. Yeah, yeah. and it felt very manipulative. <laughs> And this is why I brought up the tree lighting ceremonies because she kept talking about how like if they donated the tree, it would bring joy to so many people, like, mm-hmm. and that that would honor their mother. And I was just like, I've been to one tree lighting ceremony. It was cold and boring and un, like anticlimactic. Yeah. No thanks, Grandma. Like when I when I am dead, I was just like, nobody cares about this tree. Yeah. It's not going to bring... it. She overhyped tree lighting ceremonies so much. Definitely more important to the family. Yeah. Definitely. It's like if it was going to get a permanent placement somewhere. 
Yeah. Like in front it. of the White House, sure. Yeah. But just like Depending let, let us put it up. <laughs> I said permanent. <laughs> The everlasting I'm tree. Still gonna say, the tree is uh-huh. shellacked. I'm still going to say depending <laughs> come on the and go. But just to put it up in Chicago for six weeks. Mm-mm. No. Do you recall that there was like a three-day update by the primetime news that they did not have a tree yet? <laughs> yeah. People are serious. And as Chicagoans, we can tell you. I... This doesn't happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> there was it was like a shot of the local news and the headline, like this Chiron along the bottom was like, Where's the Radcliffe Center tree? Like, Where is it? Everyone's it's Christmas. Everyone wants to know. Everyone's panicking. <laughs> so here's the problem I had with the pinch. Because she eventually they they keep being like, Well, we'll think about it, well, we'll think about it, like keep pitching us, just keep staying in our small town. And talk to us about this every once in a while. So at one point, she shows them like a little slideshow that she has made about the history of the Radcliffe Center tree and how it was about like community when people were poor. Um, But she presented this slideshow to them with a a voiceover that she had recorded. Mm -hmm. I'm like, talk! You're just standing there. Like, she could have (laughs) showed them the slideshow... And given them the speech, instead of recording the speech, playing it for them, and then just looking at them awkwardly while they listen to it. Oh. Okay. I felt the same way, but then I thought, maybe they're trying to make us think she is speaking, but they did a voiceover in the movie. No. What? It was like a voiceover on the slideshow. That. Not great. Did you not take that to mean that... 95% 95% of that slideshow is what she goes around and shows everyone when she's tree hunting. Yes. And the last line, your family, Sam, I want your tree, was the thing she recorded and added <laughs> Sam, onto the slideshow. Sam, I want that tree. Right. Oh my gosh, I hated it. So it was, yeah, it was just like, here's my corporate video that I show everyone. And yeah. I do think that she did it, they did a nice job of trying to make tree lighting sound important. iconic and important and yeah. lovely. Over and over and over the again. The problem is... We all know it isn't. It's just like last week with the ice sculpture competition, Ooh. which sorry, again Jay. was I'm like, sorry, I missed that film you missed. <laughs> but again, the ice sculpture competition was built up as the most important central part of the holiday season. When in fact, <laughs> yeah. nobody cares about it. Also, it right. can't be both. <laughs> right. I mean, there are a lot of things yeah, that people Which is it, Hallmark? <laughs> Tree lighting or ice sculpture? You're all over the map. Decide. Decide. I will say that... Next week it's gingerbread. Spoiler alert. <laughs> they had this, like, lovely, again, a Christmas festival in this town that uh-huh. it's known for. Um, but they made the holidays look so leisurely. Oh, like sure. just sit down and write some Christmas cards and then and at one point I loved this in like a terrible way she was like I decided to take the day off she is literally responsible for just having one conversation a day and then she's like I just need the day off to take in Christmas things and I was like you live a life We all dream of. Right. Mm -hmm. At one point, like the grandfather, who we'll get back to, walks (laughs) into the kitchen and she's like, I'm pretending to work, but really I'm wrapping presents for Amy. It's like, 
who are you fooling that that's work? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's one thing if you're like, I'm pretending to work, but really I'm writing my blog. It's like you're openly wrapping <laughs> gifts. Nobody think that's thinks that's your job. And also, no one from your job is there. <laughs> no one. Nice try, Holly. Although you know, it, it looks like work to me. I mean, not that I would get paid for, but something in something I don't want to do. Yeah. So I would buy that. But, oh, that's work. You do that. You do that. And again, for those listening, this is Jay Gish, Devil's Advocate. <laughs> oh. I love wrapping presents. That's amazing to me. I'm that, really good at it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I guess, yeah. Uh, in my family, I am the official gift wrapper. That sounds like they tricked you hardcore. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing. They think they tricked me, and I know that I like it. <laughs> that's a win-win. <laughs> Everyone wins. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. I like, I'm, I, I'm like, please let me wrap your gifts. Because it bothers me on Christmas morning if somebody hands me a gift that's that you haven't wrapped. It's not doesn't have crisp corners. You wrap wow. your own gifts? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like my brothers will hand me a shoe box and oh. just be like, "This one's yours." Okay. And you maintain better. the integrity Don't. of the wrapper by not cracking the box. Absolutely. Open. Yeah. Mm. Also, my birthday is right before Christmas, so I'm like full up on presents. Uh-huh. So I'm fine. <laughs> Just let me wrap these puppies. <laughs> yeah, this has been going on for years. Uh, my siblings and I all, like, we will, I've been in high school and, like, beyond, like, earlier. We would go on by our own wrapping so that our gifts were all in a theme. Mm-hmm. So you could differentiate them from the other siblings' gifts. Oh. And then we took a lot of pride in, like, really decking them out. With, like, extra stuff? Yeah, and like making your gifts look great. But also, my mother decided, which I think this is brilliant because she had five children. Wrapping gifts is terrible. <laughs> I'm only going to put them in a maroon colored pillowcase and call them a Santa bag. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Good job. She, Mom is all about presentation. She re- rebranded that hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> You get a like pillowcase of gifts. Pillowcase of gifts. <laughs> but it's a Santa bag. Real smart. Real um, smart. Speaking of a pillowcase of gifts. <laughs> What'd you bring me? I want to talk about Sam. Okay. Oh my. What a lead into a character. <laughs> yeah. Jay, what's your hot take? Uh, I haven't said this before. I said this to you when we briefly talked about it. It's like I was casting Brett Favre in a movie. He looks like Brett Favre. He does look like Brett Favre. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure part of that is because it's set in Wisconsin. And somebody in the casting room was like, oh, it'd be good if you looked like Brett Favre. He's about the right age. Yeah. And people, I guess some people still think he's sexy, even though, you know, he sent pictures yeah, of his he's, junk. He's the worst. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know anything about this person. NFL yeah, he's a complicated scandals. guy. Okay. Uh, your thoughts, Elena? Okay. I thought that he had some interesting moments and like hit some emotional depth unfortunately it was filmed in a way that made it terrifying every time (laughs) disagree strong disagree wow no i thought he was great i think he was the stronger of the two leads sure for hard sure for hard sure (laughs) head and shoulders 
Um, I thought he did, and I mean, this is colored by the fact that I've seen him as Riley, and I mm-hmm. hated him as Riley in Buffy. I was like, just get this man off my screen as soon as possible. Not the character. You hated the actor. Well, I mean, both. Okay. But, like, coming into this and realizing that he was Riley, I would have expected to not like him. And then... So you had a real low bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but also... Lots of ill will built up. He had... Yeah, he had to, like, overcome a disadvantage yeah. in my heart. Um, <laughs> and I... I thought he was so good. He was so, he was a very engaged reactor. Like he was just like, he was so like present every time she was talking to him. He was very like nodding and smiling and like, and then I partially like, I grew up with all shucks farm boys. And so I'm conditioned to find them attractive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) It's like, I grew up with them, and so I do find them charming. And I thought he did such a good job of being this, like, yeah, sort of, like, I mean, you got mad at me last time for calling someone simple. Or not mad, but you disagreed. But... I, he did such a good job of just being like, I'm just a simple man bailing my hay. Like, I don't know, big city girls. But it was so endearing. And he was so lovable. I, and I'm not saying that he, and he wasn't. Had I'm saying that how of... they filmed his emotional moments came off creepy at times. All right. Like so what? Like, like the moment where you actually said out loud, oh, he's losing it. <laughs> oh my well yeah yeah that was rough where he's saying like i got a divorce and then my, my mom died and then this is i need a tree like it came, it was very intense he, he did out this, of nowhere he did this thing where he retold the plot up until that point but made it sound like a horror movie so he was okay. like they're sitting at a picnic so table, and he was just like, I used to, it's just, you know, when you get divorced, and your mom dies at Christmas, Christmas is just terrible. And then you came, and then you said, Christmas was for happy, and then I thought, maybe, and then you said, open your heart, and I was just like, oh, like, whoa. Yeah, it's a Keep lot. it together. But also, So that after, was the low point, but every other point, he was great. Also, we had this moment where there's a Christmas cookie happening. Christmas Where he's watching it. Uh, oh, his... the cards being filled out. No, the kid and the the female lead are Holly. making cookies. Holly, <laughs> Miss Joey Christmas. and Holly. Yes, yes, they're making cookies in the kitchen, and he yeah. sort of comes upon them from uh, another room. Right, he comes back into the house. And he's just sort of watching them. Yes. And then the camera just sort of gives him like three different angles of that. Yes. And the last one is like him up against the wall, and the the lighting's not great, and yes. it kind of looks like he's about to murder somebody. Yes! That's what I'm talking about. The filming of him having an emotion sure. comes across a little serial killer in that moment. Right. And a little real intense when he's having his emotional moments. So although he is, I think, the stronger actor of the lead. For sure. And definitely comes across more natural in some of their interactions, there's some filming of it that didn't do him justice. Yeah. He did have two different... Quilted vest, though, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, but I... Yeah, let's talk about the important <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Jay, where were you? <laughs> I'm sorry. They didn't, they didn't shine a light on it like they there did the sweaters. There were a lot of vests in this movie, and I was here for it. Um, but he was... in The first time we saw him on his farm, mm-hmm. he was wearing a denim golf cap. 
And I'm not okay with it. No. <laughs> I'm so not okay with it. I blocked it out. Again, I don't that at all. I, gr- I, don't I grew up with farmers. None of them wore golf caps while doing chores. Wait, what makes Wait, it a golf yeah. cap? Yeah. It's like the short... Uh, I don't know how to describe it because I would call it a golf cap. It's like a with this short little bill. Oh, like a cabbie type Some, like some people call it like an Eaton cap. I don't know what any of this is. That's how classless like I am. Like a newsie? Does it look like a newsie hat? Uh, it, it's a cousin to a newsie hat. Okay. So it doesn't look like a baseball cap at all. No. No, okay. no, 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 no. It's like it got that snap. Okay. The front to yeah. the brim. Yeah, I would probably incorrectly call it a newsy hat. But okay, yeah, golf. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I'm speaking your language. Anyway, I'm <laughs> okay. here to translate. Yeah, I forgot that hat. Know. It really took me out of the farm scene. Because no farm person you know would wear that hat. No. Wow. It's not practical at all. Okay, so we've got, you're representing Indiana. Yeah. And Jay's representing Nebraska. So far apart in culture. <laughs> but did you grow up with a farm culture? Yes. And yeah. Newsy caps. Yay, no, day. people didn't really wear them, but if you got one from somewhere, you might wear it sometimes. Oh, come on. You, you might just wear it. I'm, I'm not. I, I swear I'm not. I can t- You <laughs> I was, just want to justify everything. I, I, I'm going to stop talking because I... Showed no, up, <laughs> don't stop talking. To my, like, my friends that own farms, if I showed up one day and was like, I'm here to help, and I was wearing a golf cap, I would be thrown into the hog pit. <laughs> Be... Oh my god! I didn't realize how how in farm culture they would just you were. be like, no, that's ridiculous. Anyway, huh. it stuck out like a sore thumb. We were just maybe gentler or more inclusive farm folk. Listen, folk. My dad is from Nebraska. Yeah. All of my great uncles are farmers in Nebraska. And they're that mean. And they would, <laughs> yes, they would throw you in the. They hog also pit? would have thrown me in the hog pit <laughs> if I'd showed up in a golf cap and was like, "What are we doing today?" Put me to work. Amazing. Yeah, I am amazed. Yeah. Um, well, well, while we're talking about costumes, everyone wears ugly sweaters at one point made by the grandmother. Every single one was made by a machine. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them had uh, operating Christmas lights sewn into them. <laughs> right. Yes, they did. And grandma didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> As someone, and my my authority on farming attire is whatever, but as someone who is sitting here in a sweater that I knit. Literally knit, (laughs) and it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, Yeah, I call bullshit on those Christmas sweaters. The grandma (laughs) didn't make them. Spoiler (laughs) alert, not to speak ill of the dead. Yeah, and as someone who has very little authority on knitting, I also know the grandma (laughs) didn't make them. (laughs) Um, speaking of clothes, all of Holly's were inappropriate. Yeah. As in too sexy? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. Too sexy for sure. Her coat was almost always longer than her skirt. Oh. Yep. By a good, like, four inches. I was going to say six to twelve. And that's... Six to (laughs) twelve? Yeah. There were some shorties. Oh, She was just wearing a bodysuit, no no bottoms. Um, (laughs) Also, again, I'm not great with the distance thing. Foot tree, four-inch skirt. I don't know. It's a headband. The the scene, again, where she's giving them, like, the slideshow pitch, she's wearing, like, a bandage dress. It's long sleeves, so there's that. But deep V and really short. And I was just like... I, what? I mean, it's you great for a hot date. You cannot wear that to work. 
Well, Unless she's it, selling something. She's selling on. She's selling something. Spoiler alert: She's like three days away from making out with that guy. Sure. And she knows it. But I don't. Like, I don't she, know. You're saying she dressed for the makeout and His not for the tree sale. His dad and young son are there. I don't know. She's up staying at like the first night she's there. Right, the grandpa's like, "Oh, by the way, you're staying overnight." So she probably didn't come prepared with a bunch of luggage. I don't know. No, oh, I don't think a... she did. I think she was staying in the B and B that her this the daughter ran. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yes, not still, literally yeah, in their house. She I was didn't pack for like a five day love trip. You would think. Mm-hmm. I but would a, think. the wardrobe says she did. The wardrobe <laughs> says more that she packed for a romantic getaway than she packed for a work event. Yeah. And not to be a woman who's criticizing a woman on what she wears, because she's able to wear whatever she wants, more power to her, but also not great for work. <laughs> yeah, also not great for Wisconsin in December. Right. There was a lot, and there were no gloves, there were no scarves, there were no hats. It was very gentle. A very gentle Christmas season no, yeah. in Wisconsin. These are not Midwesterners. Moderate climbs. <laughs> uh, the the day of the ugly Christmas sweater, there was a slow dance at one point. I forget. It was just part of the town festival, and so Sam was not wearing a coat the whole day. Like presumably, just so you could keep eyeballing that Christmas sweater. <laughs> yeah. Even though she was wearing a coat. Right, which was great for Everybody Ellie else was wearing a tree coat, lady. But just him was not wearing a coat all day. And people in the background. There were definitely people in the background not wearing coats. Interesting. There was the... also a bald guy who didn't have anything on his bald head. Oh, so cold. Yeah. Uh, there worry. was, at the very end, when everybody's filing into the Christmas tree ceremony, everybody was, like, this whole movie was outfitted by J. Crew. And but then there was one guy in a hoodie and a beanie who walked in by himself, and I was just like, I like that guy. <laughs> like, I missed him. He's there just was, like the only loner in this Wisconsin town. There's a real sharp fashion eye from Janet. Things that I yeah. didn't pick up on at all. It's welcome all... to Janet. It's <laughs> all... <laughs> we talk my... about coats a lot. All my notes. <laughs> all my notes. <laughs> I mean, I have more, I have things that I'm not bringing up. And just so we're aware, I recognize this week how important costume design is in my everyday life. Oh. Because uh, I think the biggest story is when I went to take my car to the mechanic, I dressed so that I wouldn't get ripped off by my mechanic. I wore overalls and a bear's hat. Wow. And I was like, this is costume design. Because I just don't want you to lie to me about what's wrong sure. with my car. Did it feel like it worked? Yeah, I actually became really good friends. <laughs> with did he the people. did he offer you a, a, a coaster made from a tree shaped like you? Yeah. No, I mean we weren't that close. That? I I, I bonded that? more with the woman behind the counter. Yeah. Well, she also an overall. She was she was definitely wearing a hat. <laughs> so. Um, We're on a first name basis. When she calls, she just says her name, and I'm just like, oh, that's me. She's like, I know I called you. I have to call him tomorrow. I think something's up with my battery. <laughs> Time to get out the old costume and go in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Costume design is important. <laughs> it is important. And so, um, I have to give this movie credit, because I did not think there would be... A happy ending, mm-hmm. or an ending that would that was a win for everyone. 
And they managed it. They did. There was even a point earlier where they were talking about this angel ornament that was really important to the grandmother. And the grandson wanted it to be on her wreath at the Christmas festival. Yeah. And his aunt, love interest sister, was like, I really want this ornament to go on the tree when you cut it down and have it in Chicago. And I was like, you are taking every memory of this woman and shipping it off to the Radcliffe Center. Yeah, it was very strange. Why? So wait, that that giant angel that they put on top of the tree was the same one the kid wanted <laughs> no, no, to no, hang no. on the it was, No, it was like oh. the ornament. Oh, okay. It was a different one. Okay. We did have a, an interesting quote that I thought wasn't terrible. Where she's talking about how she always puts an angel on top of her tree instead of a star. And she says that her her father, who owned a Christmas tree farm, always said, love is like a Christmas tree. It needs to have roots and wings. I've heard worse <laughs> shitty things. <laughs> sure that's true. Yeah. <laughs> In the moment, it didn't make as much sense to me as it makes after a little reflection. Some of us are a little too slow for smooth <laughs> turns of phrase like that. I was like, that's, that's not good. bad. That's, that's not good. bad. It's not bad. Yeah. So it ends up that uh, she does not cut down the tree, thank heavens. No. Oh, thank God. But she does come back to Claus, Wisconsin and decorate the tree on the McNary farm so that it can be part of the town's festival every year. Yeah. Which was a great compromise. And she quits her job to move there. To do God knows what. Because, well, she didn't do anything before. <laughs> but as a reminder, <laughs> she was there for four days. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Hallmark. She's ready to be that kid's new mom. Yep. But also on the phone to her assistant, who will soon do nothing again. Um, because she's taking over her job. He said, stress out. <laughs> right. She said, and I'm not moving here for Sam. I'm moving here for me. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. yeah. What's in that town? So they do hint at the fact that they're going to start a Christmas tree farm at the McNary's. And like, Holly grew up on a Christmas tree farm. So Laugh it up, Jim. Now, now who's <laughs> dead devil's advocating, Elena? It's not me. <laughs> We all, have to take a turn. That's, we all have to take a turn. That's the open door that they leave us. Like, she's probably going to run a Christmas tree farm at with Sam. Okay, well, guess what? <laughs> you can't say, it's not for Sam, it's for me. I'm going to take over his family's farm. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> that's not independently for you. Sure. Not, a hostile takeover I'm of someone's not farm. Super angry. I'm just saying. <laughs> come on, it's for Sam. Yeah. Did it? Did it not? It's hit? for Sam, but I'm fine with that. He's a he's a super hot commodity. He's Once he got rid of that hat, that yeah, exactly thrown into what it. I was thinking. Not in that golf hat. But no, it's a fine hat. It's just not. <laughs> it's not appropriate for farm work. Yeah, I don't think they had a hog pit. He Uh-oh. was. Unloading bales of hay from his truck to the barn for a full thirty minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, and they—it was like Law and Order. <laughs> what? You know, <laughs> I, 
Is bunk. there a lot of hay? You know when they <laughs> when they order. visit somebody at work in law and order to question them and they just keep unloading boxes from a truck for like a full twenty minutes. Ooh, I, I don't watch Law and Order, it's a but John, I understand. It's what a you're John saying. Mulaney bit. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I think it's time for Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame. Okay, I haven't thought of mine either. Okay, um, Hall of Fame. I'm gonna I'm gonna induct the. Um, the first vest that Sam was wearing when we first meet him, it was sort of <laughs> blue. I hope they're both fashion. It was when we know it's the blue and <laughs> a charcoal gray accent at the shoulder. It was beautiful. <laughs> okay. Okay. Elena. Oh, we're doing all Hall of Fames? Yeah. Okay. Um, Hall of Fame. I'm going to put in the quote of... Love is like a Christmas tree and should be rooted and have wings. Yeah. Okay. Jay, what's Me? your Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame. I think I'm going to give it to her phone, which is a phablet. It was huge. Did that bother <laughs> either of you? It was so big. It was huge. And she and spends, you loved it? And, well, she spends so much time on it. And really, there's that like 30-minute chunk where I'm waiting for her to quit. And I honestly thought there was going to be like a screaming, I quit, throw the phone moment, which they avoided. Yeah. She did it more gently than that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it really added some panache and edge to that part of the movie. Yeah. Oh. And Jay, what was her ringtone? It was some Christmas thing, right? Jingle bells. It was Jingle Bells. That's, jingle yeah. Bells. <laughs> jingle Bells. Because she's Miss Christmas. Uh, Hall of Shame? Go for it. So, hat. I'm... <laughs> Denim golf hat. Denim golf hat, definitely. But I'm going to induct in the Hall of Shame the moment um, after Holly has temporarily left Claus, Wisconsin, and... Like maybe she's not gonna get together with Sam. She obviously will, but the the Sam's dad is talking to Sam about how much how he should like go after Holly, make it work, mm-hmm. and then he says, "Your mother would have loved her, <laughs> but not like that." And then, and then he says, "I mean, she would have really loved her. Like she would have really loved." <laughs> It was not natural. That was a serial killer vibe. That it was came through. very strange. I was like, would the mom have like been in love with her? I thought it was like she would have. She would have locked her up in the basement. Yeah, like served her on a cracker. Her skin. Yeah, at Christmas dinner. It was. It got real intense, real fast. Yeah, um, which is interesting because the grandfather's voice was actually amazing. He was he had great a great throughout. voice. Yeah, except for <laughs> she would have really loved her. Yeah, that's fair. Super creepy. Um, Hall of Shame for me. Um, I mentioned that she had like that swinging ponytail and kind of had this high schooler vibe. Wow. But then it became clear that she was actually a mannequin come to life. Yeah. Um, later on where I feel like her business savvy and like interacting with people and was very like, oh, this is how it works. And she kept this very like way too perky. And they do kind of address it at the end where she becomes depressed and she's like, I was running from myself. I loved it when she was depressed. I (laughs) did too. And I wish that that had been her dealing with the fact that her parents had died at a young age (laughs) made her like a real character. So every moment until her actual 
confronting a real emotion for me was Hall of Shame. Sure. <laughs> to me, it was mannequin come to life. Please stop being you. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down Enchanted, the movie Enchanted with Amy Adams, where mm-hmm. she's like a for real fairy tale princess who like gets transported to Earth. Yep. That is what it was like. Yeah. But hey, once she got depressed, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like, thank you for being a human dealing with things. Yeah. This is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So deal with your stuff, audience. Deal with your stuff. Deal with your stuff. Be a real human. Jay, what is your Hall of Shame moment? Well, uh, it's shortly after uh, what, Elena, you described as, I believe, one of the best overhears I've ever seen. I believe that was the phrase you used, Uh, which I wasn't familiar with, but I understood what you meant. Uh, But what did I mean? Once again, the once again, Holly's back on her phablet, but she's in her room, in her room at the B and B, and and telling uh, her assistant that her assistant's mm-hmm. getting promoted because she's leaving, and when this whole thing's over, she's gonna stay and live with Brett Favre in Wisconsin. But of course, <laughs> uh, Sam has come up the stairs and he's sort of walking into the room. Uh, or, or just about to, and he, he overhears her saying this and misinterprets the pronouns uh, and the adverbs so that he thinks she's saying, I'm getting out of here and I'm ditching this dude. Yeah. Uh, and I understand that function uh, in lots of movies, uh, rom-coms in particular. Right after that... And Shakespeare. The... <laughs> that too. Similar genres. <laughs> right after that, uh, she's like, oh, I gotta cut this short. I see him walking away. Mm-hmm. She runs downstairs. He's driving out. He's driving away in his pickup, and they have a little bit of a fight because he... Uh, and again, I understand the function that this serves, yeah. uh, these misunderstandings in both Shakespeare and other rom-coms, <laughs> that he has to be mad. But it's uh, still infuriated. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. and they both have to be misunderstanding each other. Even though I feel like the very moment where she says something and walks away with her boss, they've already talked past what they're both mad at. Mm -hmm. Because she explains to him, she doesn't explain it 100%, she explains like 80%. What I said was that I was mad, or I was going to leave, I was going to leave Chicago. Which opens the door to an easy question, for where? For here? (laughs) Yeah. But he doesn't ask that. He just sits quietly and she walks away. That that annoys me in all movies. Oh, I hate it. Where it's like, oh, can you just have a conversation? Because it's like, just say two words. Yeah. Do you do you think that we believe you're going to have a good communication (laughs) track record after this movie? Yeah, this does not bode well. Haven't laid the the foundation for that. Yep. Right. Yeah. Also, not to jump on your hall of shame, but (laughs) when she when she says to him like, and when I said I was leaving, I meant I was leaving Chicago. She says that in front of her boss. Right. Because she's not yet told that she's quitting. Right. Yeah. Opening another awkward door. Like, yeah. well, doesn't that require a follow-up? And the fact that, that her boss should have been the awkward wasn't moment. like, right. oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it was Instead, funny. her boss is like, onward to our backup tree. She's like, well, let's go right. get that tree, guys. Onward to the backup tree. We're going to fire you anyway, I guess. Because <laughs> they, they definitely yeah. held that over her a while. It was a tolerant person. Ah, we did it. Yeah, Jay, what do you think of your first Hallmark movie? It was tremendous fun. Oh, oh, the movie. Well, the movie was fun. Talking to you was more fun. (laughs) Thanks, Jay. (laughs) Come back anytime. Thank you. I'm very surprised that we talked about those movies a little bit. I thought they would be more by the book. 
and in moments they are, but as you've talked about, there are lots of them where like, I didn't know what was going to happen in the last 20 minutes, and it really surprises me that they managed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was I very was, surprised. I was really expecting that tree to get chopped down, oh, which yeah. is why I kind of pouted for a while. <laughs> I was like, I am upset we're watching this. <laughs> I know it's not happy. <laughs> Feel it radiating off of me on the couch. <laughs> Screw this. It's your commitment as a talent and a podcaster that, uh, that you're like, I'm going really to stay through it. It's really the only reason I'm here. <laughs> I'm a professional and I wear longer skirts. <laughs> Knee length at least. At least for professional gigs. Yeah. And again, no harm. <laughs> Just preference. You do you, world. You do you. But in winter in Chicago, you're going to need a little more length on the skirt. For sure. Uh, Where would you want, listeners, where would you want Jay? Thanks for being here. Thank you for coming, Elena. Yeah, thank you, Janet. Thank you, everyone. And I didn't say it before, but I love the golf cap you're wearing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so real. Did you knit that yourself? <laughs> <laughs>